Chapter Seven of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: The Downhill Road Described. While the dishes were being put away and the house set in order, Sarah Jane laid aside all thoughts of how she should fix the ruffles on her skirts and set over with a puzzled air, "Emancipator, champion." seems as though i had heard that word before champion i wonder if it has anything to do with horses they champ maybe it is a horse's name but it doesn't sound like that i wish we had a dictionary i wonder how much they be perhaps if she did not finish her sentence but the thought in her heart was that perhaps if she had gone without the green braid and a few other trifles such as her starved life had reached after and accomplished she might have had enough money to buy a cheap dictionary who could tell and to such heights of self-abnegation did sarah jane reach that she declared to herself if she had thought about it before she'd have gone without green braid and also the roses her soul had craved for her summer bonnet for the sake of accomplishing such a result as that who shall say that there were not possibilities for martyrdom about sarah jane it is an interesting fact although she herself did not realize it that from that moment things with her began to be different the making over of her old dresses became a secondary consideration steve's list of words took precedence of any other interest in life stephen's determination to know their meaning and her determination to assist him in this effort became the all-important work as the twilight deepened stephen came in from doing the chores doll and dobbin were settled for the night and everything was done on the side piazza or stoop as the family called it sat the father much worn with his day's work but in a more cheerful frame of mind than usual the visit from mr meadows and above all the substantial reminder of that visit in the shape of several crisp bills which mr mitchell had in his pocket was an event in his life it cheered and encouraged him moreover stephen had done very well indeed with the load he had carried to the encampment ground the day before a few weeks more of such luck as this and he would be able to be prompt with the interest on the mortgage which was the object for which mr mitchell lived to contrive to be ready for these semi-annual payments and to keep in abeyance at least that terrible fear of being sold out of house and home stephen took a seat on the step below him and looked thoughtfully up at the worn and wrinkled face of his father how little he knew concerning his father's early life it had never surprised him before but to-night when he came to think of it he wondered why he had not been told about it perhaps it was because he had asked no questions did his father work on a farm he wondered and did he hate it were there other things he thought he could have done if he had had a chance did he go to school when he was a boy how much did he know anyway stephen had never thought about it before but he was suddenly struck with the fact that his father talked very well and was apparently at ease with men like mr meadows yes and with the minister himself perhaps he knew the meaning of a great many words 
he might have learned them when he was a boy it was barely possible that he might know the meaning of some of those on his list what if he should try him no sooner thought than he put the idea into language father what is the meaning of emancipator emancipator repeated mr mitchell turning his eyes slowly away from the western sky and fixing them upon his son why one who emancipates i don't know but what i call mr meadows an emancipator he added with a half laugh anyhow he has emancipated me from the fear that i would fail altogether this time with the interest and i feel about as pleased as a slave could with his freedom papers i reckon what did you want to know the word for steve i was thinking about it said stephen an undertone of satisfaction in his voice this was his first day's effort and behold two of the words which had looked so utterly bewildering to him yesterday had suddenly been made plain had been illustrated indeed one by the lucas family and the other by his father's own experience both illustrations making the meaning stand out plainly might it not be possible that his father knew a great many things that he did not had stephen mitchell been asked any time during the past years if he loved his father he would have stared in astonishment on the questioner and answered of course but as he looked up at him this evening he had perhaps the first dawning of a sense of respect for the old man who possibly knew a great deal and yet plodded on content to live day by day with those who knew little or nothing how astonished would stephen mitchell have been had he known his father's thoughts just then a very strange remark had been made to the father that day a remark which had stayed with him its only rival in interest being the fact that he had almost enough money in his pocket to meet the next payment due on the mortgage the words were mr meadows's spoken as stephen and his hoe had tramped hurriedly toward the far end of the lot you have an interesting son mr mitchell a thoughtful one for his years he is studying philology i take it a valuable study for a young man but somewhat unusual are you going to give him an education sir strange words these to mr mitchell and about stephen of all persons he a thoughtful young man interested in the study of anything the word philology was quite beyond the father he had wondered over it several times during the day he looked down at stephen as he sat on the piazza with respectful curiosity the boy impressed other people differently then from what he did him a good boy he always called him one to be proud of every time the lucas boys were thought of but a student or one who would have cared to be a student had the opportunity been his of such an idea the father had not dreamed in his earlier days he had had dreams of having a son who would be smart and make amends for his own disastrous failure in life but when stephen made that miserable record in school during his one winter all such thoughts had been given up and the bare struggle for existence had ground so heavily on both father and son as to give them little time or wish to think about such things what if he had been unjust to his boy 
what if stephen had failed to be a student simply for lack of the right kind of help what are you trying to do steve he asked looking down at him with a touch of respect in his voice mr meadows said he reckoned you was studying philology what's that more'n i know said stephen with a short laugh he used the same word to me and i don't know what it means and i don't know what i am doing i am just trying to find out the meaning of a few words that's all oh that's a good thing to do i wish you had a better chance to find them out folks who know the meaning of words have got a pretty good education as far as it goes one of my troubles has been steve that i couldn't give you and sarah jane any chances i didn't think you cared but sarah jane would have been a scholar i guess if she had had a chance and i always kind of wanted one of you to turn out that way there used to be scholars in my family my great-grandfather was a real thorough-going scholar understood the latin and all that and you are named for him i used to have my notions when i was a young man and you was a little chap but life went hard with me things got wrong how did they get wrong father i was thinking to-night how strange it was i had never heard anything much about you when you was a boy what you did and all that and how you begun living anyway the shadows were growing deeper about the faded house stephen could not see the look of pain on his father's face nor did he understand the long silence which ensued nor the quiver in the father's voice when he spoke again there isn't much to tell steve a good deal of it had better be forgotten instead of told i went wrong in more ways than one i threw away my chances a good many of them i had a great deal better than you ever had when i was a boy and threw them away then i married and after that i went wrong again i was a slave for a good while myself steve i ought to understand what an emancipator is if anybody does a man got hold of me and set me free from the worst slavery any one can have i used to get drunk steve come reeling home to your mother and pretty near break her heart i have always been afraid you would inherit a taste for the stuff i've kept you away from that the best i knew how that's the reason i've kept you closer sometimes than you liked stephen listened as one in a dream his father a drunkard this was the explanation perhaps of their poverty and of the heavily mortgaged farm the last explanation that had ever entered his mind however vague and uncertain had been his teachings in other directions they had been very pronounced on the question of rum both stephen and sarah jane believed drunkenness to be the sin of sins they looked down on the lucas family with disgust and horror and had never so much as dreamed that the curse of drunkenness had touched them poor but respectable they had prided themselves upon being now perhaps but for some one of whom his father spoke as an emancipator they would have been just another edition of the lucas family themselves so his father had been a barbarian and had been emancipated it was possible then to accomplish this ought not some one to accomplish it for the lucas family stephen mitchell's education was progressing 
in point of fact he was taking rapid strides along the journey which he had marked out for himself though he did not know it while hurried thoughts of this character crowded his brain the father presently broke the silence again i don't know as i ought to have told you about it so abrupt like steve it is a hard thing for a father to have to say to his boy your mother she couldn't bear to have you told nohow but when you talked about emancipation it reminded me that there was more than one kind and there's more than one kind of slavery yes we have rum to thank for most of our troubles i guess you could have had your chance like other boys if it hadn't been for that i got free from it but i had to twist and turn in every kind of a way to keep the old farm heavily mortgaged at that i had to begin life over again you may say and things have gone pretty hard with me ever since i lost my health in the same way i did my money and i have never got either of them back no the worst of my troubles was lived away from here i deserted the old farm when i was young and came back to it when i found i couldn't do anything else folks around here don't know that i ever drank they think i'm shiftless and all that but they seem to have a notion that i have always kept kind of respectable and your mother she took care there shouldn't anybody hear about it you see the way it was your mother she came home to my father and mother and lived here a whole year without me she and you that's the year you were born then my old mother died and things were broken up here and your mother came back to me and i led her a life of it for a while and then i got free from my curse haven't tasted a drop of the stuff since and we came back here and began life again mother and father gone and the farm mortgaged for all it was worth to save me that's about the story of it steve your mother didn't ever want me to tell you she always talks as though she had forgotten it herself but i know she hasn't sarah jane doesn't know anything about it of course and i guess you had better keep still for your mother's sake maybe you will make up somehow what has been lost to you i don't know i thought you didn't care about such things about study and all that but maybe i have been mistaken in you i have been mistaken in most things in my life never mind about all that said stephen hoarsely it don't matter what i have lost i haven't known enough to know that it was lost anyhow not till just now at least and i will make it up as you say maybe i believe i have been a slave to something i don't know what i have been dumb-headed anyhow i will look around and see if i can find an emancipator and he laughed in an embarrassed way to cover feelings which he did not wish to show a small shadow came swiftly up the star-lighted path leading from the gate and stood before them bless me said the father who are you if you please i'm timmy lucas and i come to see if miss mitchell couldn't come over to our house mamma is took very bad and melinda and flora ann don't know what to do and melinda said run and see if miss mitchell wouldn't come or something these words were jerked out in an eager frightened voice with gasps between dear me said mr mitchell rising and then sitting down again in a helpless way 
I don't see as there is anything we can do. I guess you will have to run on somewhere else. Miss Mitchell isn't very well herself, and couldn't walk that far nohow. And she has gone to bed, I guess, anyhow. No, I haven't, Josiah. Mrs. Mitchell's head was put out of an upper window, and her voice sounded down through the night. I haven't gone to bed yet. I was sitting here thinking. I wish I could do something for them, Josiah. People ought to be neighborly in sickness anyhow. But I don't know as I could walk that far. My knee has been bad today. Of course you could not, began Josiah promptly. Then up rose Stephen. Doll and Dobbin could, mother. I will harness them if you want to go. End of chapter 7